The following podcast contains strong language and discussion of sexual assault, enslavement, and violence. It's in the book. Welcome to It's In The Book, a queer Bible podcast. I'm Jay Sullivan. My pronouns are they, them, there. I am a Unitarian Universalist minister, and I know the Bible pretty well. I'm David Waters. My pronouns are he, him. I'm Minister for Education at King's Chapel, and I know the Bible pretty well as well. I'm Sue Buzzard, uh, she, her, hers, and I am a layperson, and I really don't know the Bible at all except for the hits that they base holidays around. So the way this show works is I tell a Bible story, uh, David and I talk about it, and Sue reacts to it because usually she has not heard these stories before, at least not as they are written in the book. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild and fun. <laughs> Good wild fun. <laughs> Good wild fun. <laughs> <laughs> Previously in the Bible. We had a brief interlude in the story of Joseph to see an episode in Joseph's half-brother Judah's life in which he tried to dick over his Canaanite daughter-in-law Tamar by keeping his youngest son from marrying her, even though he owed him to her by law. This would doom her to a life as a young, childless widow that she didn't want and would also have fucked up the family line and would have meant no King David and no Jesus. So Tamar dresses up like a sex worker and puts on a veil so Judah won't recognize her. And he buys sex from her with his special staff as collateral and she gets pregnant. Then when Judah finds out his daughter-in-law is pregnant, even though she was supposed to be a widow, he's like, she should be burned for being a harlot. But then Tamar is like, the person who I'm pregnant by is the owner of this staff. <gasps> and Judah is like, oh shit, you are more righteous than I am. And Tamar has twins and her younger twin Perez is the descendant of King David and Jesus and everyone lives happily ever after. It is mind blowing. Uh, so now we're getting back to the story of Joseph and Sue, uh, as we established last time. Well, not last time, but last time we talked mm -hmm. about Joseph. You know a fair amount about the story of Joseph because of... Because of Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, the smash Andrew Lloyd Webber hit... Maybe. I don't know. Was it a smash hit? I, I, I really okay. don't know. I grew I up so. listening We're to the- talking yeah. about it. That's true. Fair. Kind of, yeah. I'm okay, excited so... to see how much of it correlates to my knowledge. Okay. So what do you know about Joseph and his time when he first gets to Egypt? He is bought as a slave by Potiphar um, and he likes it and he's really good at it. But Potiphar's wife- Being a slave. He's like, listen, okay, listen, the songs, the songs are like, hey, Joseph like worked at his household and he was like, hey, this ain't bad. And he was really good at it. Potiphar was like, hey, I'm giving you a promotion, kid. But then Potiphar's wife really, really liked to have a lot of sex. And uh, she was like, hey, Joseph, uh, you and me. And he's like, mm, no, thanks. She's like, uh, I think that's actually uh, you. And he's like, oh, fuck. And then Potiphar finds out about it and he's like, oh, man, Joseph, come on. Wait, they actually do it in yeah. the show? It, it okay. is implied that she tries to have sex with him against his will. Oh, well, that's not because I, I thought I thought you I thought what you were saying is that they actually had like a consensual relationship in the show. No. OK, that's why I was confused. No, 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 no. 
And then mm. Potiphar is like, Joseph, why did you sleep with my wife? Uh, mm. You're fired and arrested. And then he's in jail and he <laughs> sings this very heartfelt ballad called Close Every Door to Me, where he's like, you know, do whatever you want to me. I don't care because eventually, like, my descendants are going to be in charge and, like, have great stuff. God mm. is going to God is going to smile favorably on my descendants so I can take any punishment. Then he reads people's dreams in jail. It gets back to the Pharaoh. Pharaoh's like, hey, you, dream guy, I have weird dreams. Read my dreams. And he's like, here's what's going to happen. And he's like, wow, you're cool. Be in my office. And then he gets a position of high command and is like, wow, I'm powerful now. And his family ultimately comes asking for help. They don't know it's him. And he's like, hmm, how the turntables. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think Shut we actually- up, this reference. I love it. Oh, I was okay. See, seriously, I Jay. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't um, know what that was from. <laughs> how the tables, how the turntables. Have, I forgot yeah. that was from The Office. Um, I, oh, yeah. it's so great, Jay. So, I think we have plenty of time to talk about The Office because clearly I, Sue has just <laughs> done our job. I know. Like, I, what are we even going to talk about? Thank like, you, Sue <laughs> and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. I know. Fine. Thank you, Andrew Lloyd Webber. I was trying to be concise, but I couldn't stop myself. No, it's okay. Right. I, oh, I'm let like, me tell you, I am quite impressed. I'm like, I'm upset. I don't, I, like, why have I been teaching CCD all these years? Clearly, I just needed to sit these kids down in front of like Andrew Lloyd Webber. I'm people. just like, exactly. I'm like, kind of upset by this because <laughs> literally, like, there's not going to be any surprises. But you don't need an MDiv, apparently. I know. I'm also <laughs> no, upset. I'm, I'm excited to hear all the details I, because I'm, also this is a musical where the Pharaoh is represented by an Elvis caricature. Well, that's so, in the Bible mm. too. Oh, yeah. No, I mean he's the king, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah. No. Uh. No, that's not in the Bible. Um. Okay. So let's just get in here anyway, and uh, I I will say. Good job, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I'll say it. Probably <laughs> Tim Rice, though, really, honestly. If we're... <laughs> Did yeah. you do the lyrics to that? <laughs> All right, let's move on. We open on Joseph down in Egypt, where the Ishmaelites have sold him to Potiphar, who it says is a eunuch of Pharaoh. Now, the term eunuch... Whether he was a eunuch, meaning his balls were cut off or his dick was cut off or whatever, is debated. People argue that because eunuchs were so often officials, sometimes the term simply came to mean official. Uh, and as you'll see, or as you know, rather, Potiphar is married, so people argue that he couldn't have been a eunuch. I don't know, though. There have been ways to get around that for millennia uh, yeah yeah like so it could have been a marriage of convenience that, okay. well i mean this is just that's just a, like that argument is so heteronormative i just don't even know where to start with it <laughs> regardless i am not the only one who takes eunuch at face value here there is a midrash uh oh. so this argues or rather this states that potiphar didn't buy joseph just for doing work he bought him because he wanted to bone him, but God wanted to protect Joseph, so he actually cut off Potiphar's balls, and that's why he was a eunuch. This okay. is what Midrash is like, okay? Sometimes. That's, yeah, that's that's wild. So, I had no idea that they that the that the rabbis were, you know. Oh, you need to get into it because yeah. yeah. all all of them. <laughs> yeah, they make me look tame. Um, <laughs> So anyway, 
the Lord was with Joseph and his master saw that the Lord was with him. So uh, Potiphar, I guess, saw that the Lord was with him and he put him in charge of his household. So this is what you were saying. And so that's let, literally a lyric. Yeah. So here's another like slave servant. I tend to use those interchangeably depending on whether I want people to be disturbed by the arrangement because mm. and so do I think a lot of translators actually there's not a difference between the words in the text it's just the word aved mm. but it is important to remember as americans that it is a different institution than what we are familiar with with racialized chattel slavery uh, in the us this is not in defense of it i i will go on the record as being anti-slavery of any stripe but that is just something to keep in mind. So he gets put in charge of the house and he's in charge of all of the other servants. And the Lord blesses the household on account of Joseph. And Joseph is just killing it. And everyone is doing great, as you said. Mm -hmm. He's loving it. He's like, I'm not so bad at this. This isn't so much worse than being with all my brothers. Yeah. Um, I'm watching like sheep anyway. or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then it tells us that Joseph was sexy and beautiful. Go on. Well, li literally, it's, <laughs> it's beautiful of shape and beautiful to look at. Um, this is the exact same phrase that his mother, Rachel, was described as. Uh, beautiful of shape and beautiful to look at. Usually women are described with these words in the Hebrew Bible. And in fact, uh, Rabbi Danya Ruttenberg notes that Joseph is the only remotely male-coded character to be described as being beautiful of shape mm. and beautiful to look at. Mm. In the what a hottie. Yeah. And she describes yeah. uh, this one term, Yefe Toar, as having a hot bod. <laughs> beautiful of shape <laughs> like, air quotes hot bod hot bod, mm, hot bod. Uh, I love it uh, so after a while Potiphar's wife set her eyes on Joseph and said to him lie with me exactly yes using the feminine imperative of lie which is interesting so and Joseph is like no you're the wife of my master that's not right but she does not respect Joseph's no and keeps pressing him day after day so there are many midrashes about how hot and gorgeous Joseph is and like how he's walking around and women are like cutting themselves while chopping vegetables because they're just staring at Joseph. <laughs> well, like by accident, right? Because they're staring at Joseph and the knife slips oh, no, and they don't I even notice. And... It's my finger, but man, he's hot. Yeah. yeah. So basically <laughs> exactly. like Joseph is in BTS. He is like <laughs> BTS levels of beautiful oh, and man. charismatic. You're talking, you're speaking to my soul, honey. And not <laughs> now, not that that excuses the actions of Potiphar's wife mm -hmm. at all. All right. Um, yeah. Oh, and in Midrash, she has a name actually, uh, Zulika. Oh. So I'm going to use that for her name. So it's better than the show that just calls her Mrs. Potiphar. I mean, the Bible doesn't give her a name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they call her Potiphar's yeah. wife. Mm. So. Also, uh, in the Sefer Hayashar, there is a very detailed and creepy account of how Zulika repeatedly does not take no for an answer. And it's very, and, and she even dresses up in her full queen garb and tries to force herself on him with a sword mm. at his throat. And it's very gross. Ew. Um, yeah, we, we don't go quite that far in the uh, in the Bible itself. But I do like all of the sort of um, fantasies about how jo how gorgeous Joseph is and how people mm -hmm. just fall all over themselves. 
uh, when he's around. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I believe that the tradition of Joseph's beauty is also reflected in the Quran. Uh, mm. And it's definitely reflected in the red tents, uh, as well as Joseph's queerness and the fact that men are also interested in him. One day, Joseph goes into the house to do his work and no one else was home. This is not the beginning of a good story. Red flags. Yes, all red flags. Uh, Potiphar's wife was there and she grabs him by his garment and says, lie with me. Again, feminine imperative. Uh, He escapes and flees outside, but leaves his garment in her hand. And she calls out to her servants and her husband and is like, that Hebrew tried to lie with me, but I screamed and he ran away. Look, I have his garment. That's proof. Mm. Is that how it happens in the in the show? No, in the show, they imply that Potiphar heard them trying to get it on. I'm so confused about what the, I, I need to see this show clearly because I don't understand what's going <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah, Potiphar walks in on them. Mrs. Potiphar, like pulling Joseph onto her. And mm. he's like, oh, Joseph, you are jumping on my wife. How dare you? She's like, uh, yeah, that's what happened. Uh, take them away, boys. Mm. Got yeah. it. Okay, so Brand. Potiphar is pissed. And he throws Joseph in prison. A little sidebar. Garment used to incriminate Joseph slash garment used to fool Joseph's father into thinking that Joseph is dead. So also garments used to fool echoes. Judah in the story in between. And Correct. this is this is the subject yeah. of uh, Jess Patey's paper mm. Uh, mm. that shows how Tamar is very intentionally situated in between. Oh, yeah. yeah. You talked about story. that paper yeah. last time. Yes. Yeah. Good call. So Joseph's in prison now. Even in prison, it says Adonai is with Joseph and the jailer puts him in charge of all the other prisoners. So Joseph has amazing leadership skills. Wow. Yeah. That were not being utilized (laughs) in Canaan, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) And he is super successful because the Lord is with him. Sometime later, Pharaoh gets mad at two of his eunuch officials, his chief baker and his chief cupbearer who i'm gonna call a sommelier because what the fuck is a cupbearer yeah. <laughs> and he throws them in the same prison with joseph mm-hmm. uh, and the prefect assigns joseph to them and after they're in prison a while the baker and the sommelier have strange dreams on the same night mm-hmm. when joseph is making the rounds in the morning he notices they're distraught joseph is like what's wrong and the dudes are like we had freaky dreams and no one can interpret them joseph is like well, today is your lucky day, my dudes. Before I came here, this was like my whole thing. <laughs> Tell me your dreams. I can, he says, God can interpret. So he doesn't take credit. He says, God can interpret. Uh, Somalier is like, well, in mine, there was a vine with three branches in front of me that grew clusters of grapes. I pressed the grapes into Pharaoh's cup and placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. Joseph says, the three branches are three days. In three days, Pharaoh will pardon you and you'll go back to your job as sommelier. But when you get there, please remember me and mention how awesome I am to Pharaoh so he'll free me because I was kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews and I'm here under wrongful charges. Mm -hmm. The chief baker sees how awesome this interpretation was and he's like, oh, 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 do mine, do mine. There were three baskets and in the top basket, Mm -hmm. there were baked goods for Pharaoh and birds were eating out of the basket over my head. And Joseph's like, the three baskets are three days. In three days, Pharaoh will cut your head off and impale you <laughs> on a pole where birds will pick off your flesh. Mm. Is that not in the, in the music? <laughs> no, I mean, it's not that graphic. 
Uh, three days later is Pharaoh's birthday, and he has a huge birthday bash for all of his servants, and he singles out his baker and sommelier. Oh, man. And guess what? He mm. pardons and restores the sommelier, and he impales the baker, just <sighs> oh, as man. Joseph said. Oh, God. But alas... <laughs> You tried to make a gluten-free bread and Pharaoh was not about it. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. When will it stop? The sad thing is the sommelier was a normal person and forgot to tell the Pharaoh about Joseph. <laughs> 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 like, it's very interesting that the sommelier forgets the word that Joseph used to ask the sommelier to mention him, quote, mention him is actually like remember me right and so it's just interesting that this failure of memory right Go ahead. i i just feel like this is the most realistic moment in the entire <laughs> book of genesis it's like this guy's like yeah. oh yeah i'm totally man you fucking saved me i'm totally gonna remember you to my boss <laughs> man and like, like a good everything's word. gonna be yeah. like yeah. it's gonna be fine. great we're gonna get you right out of here never hear from me nope. again <laughs> <laughs> Nope. <laughs> All right. Two years later, Pharaoh had a weird dream. He was standing by the Nile when seven fat, pretty cows came up and started feeding in the reeds. But then seven ugly, skinny cows came up behind them and ate the fat, pretty cows. And they didn't even get fat. They just stayed skinny and ugly. And then Pharaoh woke up and he was like, ah! and then he fell back to sleep and had another dream seven healthy ears of grain grew in a stalk but then seven seven crappy ears of grain sprouted and swallowed up the healthy ears mm -hmm. pharaoh springs up in his bed and is like oh my god it was all a dream in the morning he is fucked up and he sends for all of his magicians but none of them could interpret his dream and this is when two years later the somalia is like hey i know a guy yeah. Hey, you know, it's funny that you've had these weird dreams because you won't weird even believe thing. it. But um, yeah, <laughs> when I was in jail, this guy and I almost feel like this is like a himself thing. Like a, I'm I'm trying to build myself up to be like, mm. hey, I, I know a guy, you know, exactly. I can help exactly. you. you know? I agree. Like, but he's like, hey, I know a guy. When I was in jail, this guy, Joseph, interpreted my dreams perfectly. <laughs> uh, also, another dude who you impaled on a stake and Pharaoh sends for joseph who's still in fucking jail and he's mm. taken from the pit it calls it the pit here just like what he was thrown into from his brothers mm. uh, and mm -hmm. it says his hair is cut and his clothes are changed and he appears before pharaoh so again with the clothing theme mm. change mm -hmm. all that pharaoh tells him his dreams and joseph is like both dreams are the same dream the seven healthy cows and the seven healthy ears are seven years. The seven skinny cows and the seven crappy ears are seven years of famine. There will be seven years of abundance followed by seven years of famine. And after the seven years of famine, there will be no trace of abundance left in Egypt. Since you had the same dream twice, it means that God has decided this and God will carry it out soon. Mm. So because of all of this, Pharaoh should find someone discerning and wise whom you can set over the land of mm -hmm. Egypt, and you should appoint overseers over the land and use the seven years of plenty to plan and store food so the land won't perish in the seven years of famine. Gosh, do we mm -hmm. know anybody who would be good at something like that? I, I can't know. think of anyone who would be just <laughs> wise and have that good of leadership skills. I really have no clue who this person could be. I just don't know. So Pharaoh is like, okay, since God made all of this known to you, no one is more discerning and wise than you, Joseph. 
You are going to be in charge of my court. You're my guy. I will be the only one greater than you. I am putting you in charge of all of Egypt. You know, it just seems extreme. I I mean, you're not wrong. And it 1000% tracks with what happens in the show. No, I mean, it's it's what happens, but you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, hey, good job, dream interpreter. Now you're in charge of the world. You're in charge of the most so powerful country in the world. Yeah. But I do want to say, like, so we've been using the word interpret for these dreams, right? So Alter likes to use the word solve for the dreams, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not that no one else can interpret these dreams. It's just that they're wrong. So the idea that Alter gives us is that these dreams have solutions, is what he says. And so it's not like Joseph is the only one who can interpret dreams. He's really the only one who can solve the dreams. And he attributes this, Joseph himself attributes this solving to God, right? So it's like in the Egyptian context of this time, it was thought that like dream interpretation was kind of like a science that you could do, right? And Joseph's like, nope, my guy upstairs has got the answers <laughs> and I'm going to give them to you. So that's just an interesting ah, interest on how the dream thing works. Then Pharaoh puts his own signet ring on Joseph's finger. Mm-hmm. So he puts a ring on it. And he has him dressed in fine linen and gives him a gold chain around his neck, changing clothes. Now mm. he's exalted. And Pharaoh has Joseph ride in the chariot of his second in command. And he says, I'm Pharaoh, yet without you, no one shall lift a hand or foot in all of Egypt. He gives him the name Zephinath Paneach, <laughs> which I guess, which okay. Safaria says is Egyptian for god speaks or creator of life uh and he gives him That's a wife badass. yeah and he mm. gives him a wife uh asenath's daughter of a priest of on okay mm. that part's not in the show by the way yeah i mean it mm. it doesn't matter other than okay. he has sons <laughs> like mm. uh and so joseph came out on top of the land of egypt final thoughts joseph remains to seem queer as fuck to me it remains to seem neuroatypical to me. Am I projecting? Mm. Yes, I am. <laughs> but absolutely, among right. us has not projected themselves onto biblical characters. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you got me there, right? <laughs> like nobody tells. Here's here's the funny thing: is like when queer people say Jesus is queer, for instance, people are like, "You're projecting. You're just saying that because you're queer." but like when fucking dan brown wrote a book that jesus had like a heterosexual wife nobody was like he's only saying that because he has a heterosexual wife and he's heterosexual (laughs) yeah because honey because heterosexuals wow I, I think no, I'm just sucks. saying. No offense, heterosexuals. You're cool. Offense, I guess. heterosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's that's a good point. And why shouldn't we, in a sense, try to relate to these figures? Is it really so wrong? Is it really so bad? I think that's a great way to try to connect to this material and see yourself in it. Well, and also from from a modern perspective, like modern characters are written much different than these right like we want different things from characters in movies and novels now we want a lot of interiority and like a lot of quote-unquote personality and a certain type of character arc that that 
follows a certain type of desire and all of this. But for a modern audience, such as us, when a character is written very sparsely, we call that a blank slate. Yeah. And mm. a blank slate, like Bella in Twilight, mm -hmm. is meant to not have much of a character so that the reader or the watcher can imagine themselves as the character, right? Mm -hmm. And invest in the fantasy experience of the story. Right. And yes. so I think there might be mm. a little of that happening with modern readers of the Bible as well. Uh, I... David disagrees. Oh, okay, sorry, never mind. <laughs> no, I take no, it all back. I don't, I don't know. You shouldn't, you shouldn't take anything back. I'm just thinking through your, the, the Bella example, right? Like part of the reason why I couldn't stand Twilight was because I just didn't understand the conceit that like, here's this, will generously say blank slate of a character and like you're telling me that a vampire who lives forever and has seen <laughs> everything comes along and is like oh this vapid girl is what i'm gonna stake my entire existence on like stake your entire stake. oh you beat me to it <laughs> wow 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 yep couldn't couldn't have planned it if i tried so yeah i'm just like i don't so i'm just look like, you're not oh. wrong david. so what you're telling me david is that you were an adult reading that story and not <laughs> A 13-year-old. <laughs> okay, okay, fair, 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 fair. Which, like, um, yes. I, I get, I get, yeah, I hated yeah. the very existence of that book. Oh, I didn't God. read it, it was, but I hated yes. what I knew about mm. it. Cool, cool, cool. Back like, to a different book. We indeed. could, you know, oh, right. that okay. deserves <laughs> to have us talk about it. <laughs> uh, right. Okay, but side note, Kristen Stewart is a very good actor and oh, is yeah. extremely attractive now that she's gay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, and okay. That is I not did. a hot take. That is everybody not, agrees with me. I didn't know that she was gay. I have no argument about her acting abilities. Totally I don't know fine. if she identifies as gay, but mm -hmm. she's at least like 90-10 on the gay side. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. I like yeah, it. I'm into it. Let's go back to Final Thoughts. the Bible. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the entanglement of Joseph and Dina. Mm. Because in Midrash, they're entangled, as I mentioned. You know, there's this whole idea that they were switched in the womb, mm -hmm. uh, that they're both sort of... Uh, like switched in each other's place in the womb uh, mm. or or switched genders in the womb they both have the experience of being well uh joseph is what we would call sexually assaulted we know that uh mm -hmm. dina says she's violated people often translated as being raped uh mm -hmm. we very well could imagine that it might be our definition of rape and in the red tent Anita Diamond basically just makes that the whole third act of her book, the entanglement of Dina and Joseph, mm. not to give too much away, but she has their latter parts of life parallel one another. Mm -hmm. That's just something I wanted to to notice since Dina has such a small role in, in Genesis and Joseph has such a large role. Mm -hmm. mm. However, they are at least in the ether somehow entangled with one another yeah uh another thing that i forgot to say is so the whole 
tomorrow this tamar judah situation being mm. in the middle of this joseph story mm. and it's this tamar right and at the beginning of the joseph story his katonet pasim right his princess mm. dress is ripped off yeah and then on the other side of the tamar story his cloak is ripped off when potiphar's wife tries to sexually assault him mm-hmm. mm. and then right in the middle of that is this tamar story and then if we jump to the other tamar much later in the bible king david's daughter her katonet pasim princess dress is torn off when she is sexually assaulted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just like stuff like that where i'm like oh they spent a lot of time with this Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like this is not shitty editing. This is very intentional. <laughs> and once again, centers in many ways, centers the stories of marginalized people and people who are assaulted or people who are enslaved and, and whatnot. Mm. So mm. I think that's a very good point for us because it's it's like these books are in conversation with each other, right? As we're reading, there are these kind of callbacks. And when you have things like that, then it's important to be aware of those in such a way that you can, as a reader, make the inference and connect the dots. All right, Sue, Mm. wrap it up. I mean, this is silly because you already did this, but how about how about just take what? No, I'll tell you what was a little different. Yeah, Yeah. tell tell me what was different, and tell me what stood out to you about this retelling. Um, the parts that were different than Anne that stood out was uh, Joseph's surprising leadership and project management delegation skills, like across <laughs> the board. No, really, like they don't show that in the no. Okay, the only hint of that is like, oh, Joseph like works at Potiphar's house and he's good at it, and so mm-hmm. he gets promoted. I didn't know how many times Potiphar's wife would come on to him. I mean, they say it happens a lot, a lot of times in the show. They're like, yeah, she keeps doing it. And he keeps being like, no, thanks. And then one day she was like, I'm really going to do it. Nah. Yeah. Goes into jail. Uh, Yeah. It was very similar. The only difference was like, oh, yeah. Joseph's like, hey, guy, uh, your dream. You're going to get out. Pharaoh likes you. And do me a favor. Uh, Can you tell him about me so like I can get home, please? That'll be great. Thanks. And he's like, totally, man. Thanks forgets about it for two years um Mm. oh also so in the musical they make that guy a butler makes more sense there but Mm. just little tiny tweaks like that and like we it's not like two years ago by it's like sometime later i don't know maybe a couple of months so really Mm. very similar cool even Mm. like you're mentioning the materials that he got and it's like oh he got a signet ring and i'm like that's a lyric Got a medal, like he got, like he's like, yeah. Joseph got a royal pardon and a host of splendid things, like a chariot of gold, a cloak, a medal, and some signet rings. That's great. It's in the book. It's in the book. Next time on, it's in the book. Joseph's revenge. Hello, hello, Jay here. Thank you, as always, for listening. We are so glad to have you. 
If you noticed that there was less David in this episode than usual, I will confess that when we were recording, David's mic was turned down quite low. Uh, sometimes I was able to turn it up in editing, but sometimes it was so low that unfortunately I had to scrap some of his wonderful insights. So that is our mistake. One day we will be doing this from a professional recording booth, but as of now we are doing this over Zoom, so bleh. But today I wanted to do something a little special as we have a couple minutes left here. As you may know, last year we released an EP called Songs from Beloved King, a queer Bible musical. This is an EP of songs from the musical that I have been working on for a couple of years now. Uh, since before the pandemic called Beloved King. It's the story of David and Jonathan from the book of Samuel. I could not be prouder of the EP. The singers did a wonderful job. Our arranger, Brandon Jackson, did a wonderful job. It sounds great. So today I wanted to play you one of the songs from it. This song is called All the Broken. It is a solo from King David sung by Felton Sparks. It is based on David's time in the wilderness in 1 Samuel as well as Many of the Psalms, if you are familiar with those. Just like all of Beloved King, it is very closely based on the biblical text. It's one of my favorite songs from the show, and I hope you enjoy it. See you next time. Take it away, Felton. All the broken bonds and promises fell in my feet. Brother, I was Exposed and alone Cast from comfort Dashed without a thing Into the street Desolation Can turn hearts to stone Everyone With a heavy heart Come with me Failures, outcasts You are welcome here Great are your gifts, even if many don't see. Hallelujah, you will persevere. I can see you've loved and suffered. Justice has betrayed. Kept you hungry, pushed you under, led you far astray. Many are your enemies outnumbering the sand Orphans, debtors, share my strength It pours out in your hand Quickly we'll become our nation's refuge We've all fled Similar sad situations Time to forge ahead Under my God, when will you comfort me? Exile withers in my life to all. You can judge me anything you want, I will be zealous, angry, or docile and dull. Zealots burn out the angry doubt. And the dust will still bleed You are with me I feel it, I know 
temptation, salvation, I have all that I need. What to do now? Lord, where do I go? Violence threatens Caleb, they are unprotected, weak. Time to band together, pool our strength to help the meek. Ready everyone to fight, don't question formal skill. Practice real beat soldiers, even outcasts learn to kill. No one's pure, indeed God's chosen, morally must strive. Let's do all we can so those in Kayla will survive. Justice will appear if we forge a hero. Hear me all, you bound and broken ones. Can you see? God is with you. You're never alone. Fight for justice. Fight for faithfulness. Debtor or feet. Come on, show how great you can be. Brothers, stones break, hearts regenerate, giants fall to the weak.